last night. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the finale? Underwhelming. Of the finale itself? Just the finale? Or the series um, as a whole? The, the series as a whole suffered because of the underwhelming finale. I mean... Really? Uh-oh. Did you like it? I did. I liked... I think... I felt like the... I have the exact opposite reaction. I feel like the finale made the series as a whole better. Why does this happen to us? <laughs> I can't I can't ever predict why... What thing the, I'll come out... I, I feel like they wrapped it up in a... Well, in a way that made the series better as a whole. I think that they did exactly what you were hoping they well, would do. Which my, is my biggest concern, as soon as the series started, like at the end of the first episode, my biggest concern was that we would have no idea who committed the crime because that wasn't really the point. The mm -hmm. point was an examination of the system, which is what it was and in the the best case scenario of that is what I feel like I got in the finale. I mean what you I think you definitively get in the finale, which is you get a series that's examining the system, but at the end they do give you plenty of uh evidence to point in the right direction or whatever. You, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not it's not an ambiguous ending. Yeah. Or I didn't feel like it was. No, it's not ambiguous. But I mean, I don't understand how I feel like you are praising one merit at the exclusion of like a million faults. Okay. So what are some of the faults? Um, what, what made it feel underwhelming to you? I think, that, I think that it really doubled down on its kind of melodramatic flares throughout the season. So in this... You have, so, okay, I guess I'm going to use a, a small knit to kind of try and reference like a bigger problem they had with the show. Sure. Two, at two different times this season, somebody has walked out of a courtroom. Both times that, you know, someone walked out of a courtroom, the lawyers paused to stare at the person mm -hmm. and to kind of like, emphasize this walking out of the courtroom in a way that was like no one, no lawyer has ever turned to watch somebody walk out of a courtroom. Mm -hmm. Like these two have just to underline the point of, you know, Nas's mom is walking out of the courtroom at this right. moment, or this police officer is walking out during her closing argument. She stops to basically give him like the stage to gather up his coat, walk out and leave the courtroom and i'm like how how kind of maudlin and dramatic do you have to be mm -hmm. that these lawyers wouldn't just like keep talking through it like any normal lawyer probably would you know yeah i i definitely there are a bunch of moments like that in the series for me but i i don't see them as anything more than nits they don't they, they didn't represent anything bigger to me and to that point the uh when it happens to chandra when she I, sneaks I, drugs in okay okay for our, our, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to that when it happens to chandra that moment that you're talking about i feel like with her like that's her whole storyline is that 
This is her first time doing this more or less. She's not prepared for it. She doesn't totally know what she's doing. She's in over her head. So to me, that is entirely appropriate for her to stop and not know how to react to that for the, for the, the veteran grizzled prosecutor. Yeah. That, that like, I, I got the point. Like, I understand that at, at that moment, she's questioning all of this because, um, is his name box mm-hmm. has brought her new evidence that, that, that exonerates Nas. And she knows that he would not be bringing this if he didn't truly blah, blah, blah. She's questioning all of it. Mm-hmm. I do feel like she probably would have just maybe seen it and just breezed right through it. But you know, it's not to me. It doesn't represent anything. I mean, she she practically waits until you sure. can't hear his footsteps anymore. Like, okay, she waits for the door to close, for his footsteps to stop, and then mm-hmm. she like picks it back up. But then you have so like all throughout this season, you've had these like faints towards this kind of melodramatic storyline between Chandra. Oh, and also, you can't tell me that in law school. They don't teach you how to diffuse a mother walk. She could just turn to the jury That's and been fine. like, "That's fine." Explosive diarrhea, there, huh? You, people, the things you learn in school do not get executed perfectly the first time you encounter it in the real world. That's the whole point of explore of doing it for the first time. Yeah, like she, in theory, I know how to cut grass. The very first time I was on a giant mower, I ran over somebody's fence. Yeah, yeah. You but, know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you're also not good at mowing lawn. <laughs> that's not true. You ran over uh, bunnies at our place. You've, you've run over a lot of stuff. <laughs> okay. Let's just say, let's keep it that Well, way. when you cut as much grass as I do, you're you going to run over some things. You're going to break a few eggs. Right. Right. So, okay. But I think what you can do is hold up l- these little moments that really build and to me undercut the whole arc of the the season or series whatever we're calling this so you have um all of Nas's tattoos right which are just terrible terrible preposterous why would you do it what it what conversation in the writer's room was like he needs to get sin and bad on his knuckles that is absolutely something right. this guy would do smoking crack you you've i i don't know i mean look hey you want to go there with your story i wouldn't go there along with the tattoos it seems like you're doubling down on an issue that doesn't need to be doubled down on and then on top of that you have chandra like randomly falling for him in yeah. in a in a jail cell yeah that that to me makes no sense isn't tied to any character beats mm-hmm. that have been established before because everything before that she shouldn't being a competent lawyer and then in like the turn of a hat she's kissing him and then she's smuggling in drugs for him mm-hmm. which is just preposterous you know um yeah i, I mean those those issues i definitely had issues with that and i think that though they all they fall all they they all fall under the the same umbrella and that i feel like the show did a really bad job of establishing the passage of time in the show so by the end of the show 
from episode one to episode eight, in in reality, at least two years would have passed. Over the course of two years, it is entirely believable that someone who has entered into the one of the worst prisons in the United States, a, a, a high school kid, has tattoos and is a smoking crack by the end of that two okay, years. But if you don't think that's realistic, I think you're being a little harsh. But, but by the also, end of two years, that is realistic. The show makes it seem like this is taking place over the course of months. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of the issues come in. But you also have him in a Rikers where, you know, a, a prisoner runs the joint. Okay. Where, where basically he's getting surveillance footage. And, and, and to me, that sounds crazy. I've heard other people say that that is entirely realistic. Okay. That's what I've heard. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll give them, I'll give you that. I'll give you the Michael K. Williams, right? That's his name. I'll mm-hmm. give you. I'll give you his character, even his I have a unicorn speech that we got in the finale yeah. to try to explain why he's taking Nas under his wing, which I didn't get. But then you have Nas, who I'll give you the crack smoking. I'll give you the you know, prison dynamics. But we also, he participated in a murder. He almost stomped a character to death. Mm-hmm. And all of that is coming out of this character who, who again is like basically from episode scene one of the show is portrayed completely differently from this guy stomping a dude. Yeah, but throughout the course of the show, you also learn that he has a lot of anger issues. Yeah, that, that again, I don't, I think they said he had a lot of anger issues and then all of a sudden he, had the anger issues. All right. Well, I mean, again, but that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like they do a bad time with the passage of time in the show. Yeah. They, they, they did a terrible thing. And I think they also didn't do things that could have conveyed the passage of time, whether it's just what some people do with like facial hair. Like, yeah, literally exactly. scene to scene, his hair never grew right. a millimeter more yeah. than what I always was. So you look at his hair and you're like, oh, not a lot of time has passed. They didn't do anything with the establishing of that right they, they need to at the very least put like like time stamps on the episode yeah right? yeah like put a date at the beginning of each episode right. or something show us the seasons yeah. passing um then you had all the time given to the eczema which ended up being uh at first i was like "Ooh, what does this represent midway through i was like i don't care what it represents and mm-hmm. by the end you're like i get what it represents right dealing with a problem that just can never be fixed in our current American judicial landscape, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, that was, that, that was enough. The, uh, the judge, just a little bit. But, I mean, but how do they not deal with that? Does he just, does the eczema just return that he never acknowledges it again? I mean, the whole point is that it's something that he can't deal with. Yeah. But they literally, every scene with him in it, is about his eczema until the very end when you've got to be in a trial and you know magically but even then it's still about his eczema yeah it's the first thing he talks about right right and and that's what i'm saying like you establish the metaphor it doesn't mean every single literally every single scene is him walking through a metal detector but like commenting on his feet or sitting in a restaurant and somebody looking at his feet it's just like 
you know, I get like, give me something else. Just give me more box. Give me more box, mm-hmm. you know? Then there's things that just don't connect on the practicalities of it's it's going down rabbit holes, but the whole investigation piece of box, there were things that just did not connect for me where I'm like, that doesn't track mm-hmm. with like an investigation, mm-hmm. you know? Or things that they overlooked at the beginning that were like, really, you'd overlook that? Are you are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know? And then there's just all the side characters. You're talking about the police themselves overlooking it or just everyone in the show? Yeah, police, it? everyone in the show. You know, basically, um, John Turturro is shown as being, you know, like a pretty focused and zeroed in, you know, detective. But about one thing, just mm-hmm. about this... Uh, stepdad situation or whatever he was to, yeah. to, to her but he's completely ignoring other aspects of the case he's he's just kind of focused in on on him um for a payoff that i didn't i didn't really get a lot out of the time and effort that they put in mm-hmm. establishing their dynamic like with him which and it was stupid that he would go to the dude's work and think they could just talk to coworkers and work out and stare at this guy right and that that would be something that you know he would never catch you know uh you know catch him doing you know stuff like that i'm just like you you know i don't understand why you're shorthanding certain things and then really expanding this eczema metaphor for something that you know i think could have been something different and new by the end of the show i was like that felt like every other kind of crime police procedural that i've seen Mm -hmm. nothing about it uh, made it stand out any more or less than anything else. I mean, him up on the on the stand drove me crazy. Um, Nas, Nas. Yeah, his testimony was bad. His testimony was bad. The, the The questions I was like, oh man, how is she gonna destroy him? But then her track was basically like, oh, it's how he's gonna destroy himself. She didn't even have to do anything. All she did was basically zero in on how was the sex? How was the sex? Right. But is that not the, that's kind of the point, right? Like that's, that's the point is that she knows that and Chandra does not know. That's why you don't put him on the stand. Right. But I'm like, from, from his perspective, he never in the whole show showed an ounce of self-preservation. Sure. Not an ounce. You're right. We don't know about the time, um, you know, uh, elapsing, but. In the universe of the show, from I'm going into this prison to I'm now under the wing of this guy getting uh, tattoos and smoking crack, that's like even before his arraignment. You know, his first time in a court, he's tattooed on his knuckles. And I'm like, he yeah. wouldn't have as, as much self-preservation just to be like, hey, man, maybe on the tattoos, let's hold off until I do my arraignment because mm-hmm. I am innocent. He pretty much walking into the prison just gives up his whole, you know, kind of drive of being innocent, which made me totally disconnect from him. I mean, even when Chandra leans in to kiss him, he doesn't show self-preservation of being like, you know, maybe this isn't the right move for me as a defendant. But when has he, the entire show is him making the wrong moves. That's exactly what I'm saying. He's never made the right move. But that's that's exactly, what his, okay, so that's what his character is. Yeah, but the I kid get, that makes the wrong move. Yeah, but I get to the end of the show, and when he gets released, I'm not relieved at all because I'm like, this guy literally has spent this whole series making it seem like 
I'm just as good on the inside. Actually, an argument could be made that he is better on the inside. That the that the actual end that we get is a net po- uh, negative for him, because on the outside now he's just smoking crack alone, and he's gonna not have a good life. He's gonna have no one looking out for him. But on the inside, he could at least be part of a system that he understands that understands him. You know. So I mean, I think like I think that's ridiculous. What what, <laughs> what about this? So so the last image that we get of him. Mm-hmm. Is him alone on Brooklyn Bridge, wherever bridge it is, smoking crack. Yeah. Paint for me a picture of the next five years for Yeah, for, they're for, terrible. For but, the, but that the point of that is that the prison system ruins lives. It's not that this kid would be better in prison. In the prison, he had a guy who thought of him as a unicorn. So what? No one in the no one in the world thinks of Nas as a unicorn. I'd rather be in prison uh, okay. with somebody thinking I'm a that unicorn guy who just than gave, What did that guy who just gave the unicorn speech just do to another unicorn in his stead? He no. slit his throat. No, no. The he other cut guy, his throat open. The, the whole point was that he didn't have another unicorn. That guy claimed to be innocent, but he wasn't. He's like, Nas, you're the real deal. Everyone else in here says they're innocent. But they're really guilty. You're sure, actually innocent. But I could and that makes e- you just as easily make the argument that that is just his character manipulating people around him. Like, like you're you're approaching that by saying Freddie. I believe that is his name is being genuine in that speech. I could just as easily say, well, that's just him being manipulating, which is how he keeps all of these people around him, which is how he keeps his power in the jail. But but then the why? What, well, why does he try to help Nas get out? Who knows? I but mean, I mean, no. But but again, it's just the, manipulation. So so he gets he gets the security footage from the security guard mm-hmm. guard whatever of Chandra and Nas kissing. Mm-hmm. We know he gets that disc. Right. He then sends it to the lawyer. Right okay. to try and get a mistrial for Nas. Sure. Right, and. Eventually, we do get a a hung jury mistrial, and they don't. So, but then you're saying he also is trying to through manipulation keep Nas there, and that he would just as soon kill Nas as help Nas. I mean, but he's the same guy that helping. has given Nas the tattoos. He's the same guy that has gotten Nas to smoke crack. He's the same guy that has turned Nas into a drug mule. So. I mean, he's obviously doing whatever benefits him. I, I think that I can make just as convincing an argument. But that's my point. Okay, okay. My I know. point is that I can also make that argument. It's just as, you're, it's just as a different perspective. No, your, your argument is undercut by, by the logic of the show. Okay. In the sense that he's helping Nas. I don't understand how he could both be trying to keep Nas and then help Nas at the end. Like, he obviously... Has good intentions for Nas. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't see a rosy picture for for Nas outside of the system. I know that the show is saying like, see system, see what she did. But, but I then think they made- you suggesting that he would have a better life inside the prison is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Look and at it what- just is exaggeration to the no. for the effect Look- of making a point. You, it just if, is absurd. If you go back, I and, don't think you truly believe that. If you go back and cut together his time in prison that we got to see, 
It's basically watching TV in a cell with a guy who thinks he's a unicorn, smoking crack, which he's going to do on the outside anyway, and being protected and having a system, which again, new fish comes in. Who's the one who goes and greets the new fish, find out what he's about? It's Nas, because now he has a role. He has a function. He knows what his expectations are in there. Out in the world, he's just okay. a, he's just a crack-smoking that's, that's my point. What happened loser. to the guy that brought Nas in at the beginning? He's no longer in the picture. Nas is along that projected path. He's a unicorn. All right. <laughs> so any other feelings about the... the so I, I, think, I think ultimately we're in the same place. I don't think it's an awesome show. I thought it was a good show. It, it w- I was not blown away by it in the way I was hoping to be, like with uh, maybe the Jinx or some other series. I was not like enraptured by it and like constantly reading stuff about it in between episodes. But by the end, with the exception of maybe the prosecutor, the acting was all really good. The writing was good. I thought John Turturro was great. John Turturro was great. Uh, and, and I and I came. I came away from it thinking it was a good show. I was not like upset that I had spent eight weeks watching it, but I didn't think. But I. But it was not like what I was hoping it would be, which is like this really enthralling dramatic series, like a like a procedural, almost kind of like Zodiac ish. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Where you're like investigating this crime. I think. I fall down on, I mean, it's, it's fine. I, I wouldn't even say it's good. It's fine. I think that is ridiculous. I think that is just like, I, I feel like that is, I feel like that is, I feel like you're overreacting. No, John Turturro is legitimately great in it. It's shot and filmed well, uh, but the writing just gets ham-handed obvious and stupid in parts that prevent it from doing anything new or different and maybe it's the way that hbo tried to portray it as a prestige procedural in the Mm -hmm. vein of like the jinx and other things that are going on that i just i got to the end and i was like all that for what i got out of it was not worth you know, all that I had.